Welcome back to Season 6, Episode 4. Very stoked today to talk to Blake Score. In this conversation, one of my favorite things that we talked about was how Blake actually just got out there and made it happen. He was very strategic and outgoing with his outreach efforts. He wasn't scared to call people, talk to people, just called up a random ski resort and said, hey, can I come film? And so I think it's just good inspiration for what can happen if you just kind of set fear to the side and go after what it is that you're trying to do. And another thing that I thought was awesome is, at least when we recorded this a few months ago, he was only 18 years old. And so it sort of takes away that inexperience excuse and more relies on the actions that you're just going to go take in order to make things happen. So hope you enjoy this interview with Blake today. Wanted to remind you, if you want a free drone launch t-shirt, we just ask, hey, if you leave us an honest review, doesn't have to be a five-star, whatever you think of this podcast, leave an honest review, screenshot it, send it to us, support at dronelatchacademy.com. Send you a free shirt as a thank you. And we just want to spread the word about the podcast for people who are enjoying it and just get honest feedback out there. So if you want that, shoot us an email. I'll get you a free drone launch shirt so you can wear it. And they're actually nice. Thanks for joining us. Let's talk to Blake. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast. I am David Young here with Blake Score of CT Aerial Photo LLC. Blake, thanks for doing the podcast with me, man. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to do this with me and invite me on. Yeah. Blake's got a nice mic. Sometimes we get people doing these podcasts and they're <laughs> coming at me with a cell phone, uh, which is fine. If that's all you got. But hopefully you got some nice audio quality on each side of us this time. So Blake, tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, kind of what you do. Yeah. So my name is Blake. I'm from Connecticut. I'm only 18 years old. So I probably started my journey with drones around two years ago. I got one as a Christmas gift, nothing fancy. Fancy, you know, one of those little toy Walmart drones that doesn't really do much, can't fly it past your yard. And it kind of, yeah. you know, I really enjoyed them. So I saved up working fast food jobs and I was able to get a mini SE about a year later. And that's where you really start being able to take off with it when you have a drone that could, you know, go far, return to home and everything. I liked it a lot. I practiced flying it all the time and eventually got to the point where, you know, I wanted to, I, some extra money. I didn't enjoy working fast food jobs anymore. And it turned into, you know, how could I monetize this and turn it into an actual business? So I researched everything. I actually used some of uh, Drone Launch Academy's resources to help study for my part 107. And I realized Sweet. I needed that. I went out, I got my part 107, passed it first time. And I was able nice. to uh, kind of go all in and save up, get a DJI Air 2S. And nice. from there, it just turned into, um, you know, practice flying, uh, just cold calling, asking anyone I knew if they needed stuff, doing some free work for people just to build up a little content on my website. And then it's turned into, you know, you start the snowball starts rolling until you start getting more and more jobs. And it turns into something that's actually income and a side hustle. The snowball keeps rolling. Yeah, man, that's great for everybody that's listening. You know, I don't typically don't meet our guests until we actually do these conversations. I was just telling Blake right before we started, I was like, that way, you know, I find out things for the first time and, and, you know, I ask better questions that way when I don't know everything in advance. So that's really cool, man. Yeah. I didn't want to ask you when, when you first came on, I was like, Oh, Blake looks young, but I don't want to, I don't want to ask you how old you are. I feel like it's rude, but 18, that's awesome, dude. So what was, do you remember what the first drone you ever got was? What was called the little one? Like the, I the Walmart it drone? It was the name. It was just some super generic yeah. Name, little one. It had the little lithium ion batteries. It would fly for yeah. like four minutes. <laughs> it didn't even, you couldn't yeah. see it. Just had a little micro SD card in it. You couldn't even plug your phone into the remote. Yep. 
and then you just kind of pr- uh, see what you got when you come back down and plug it in. Yeah, it's, I mean, you didn't get much. You couldn't go more than like 10 feet high, but... <laughs> That's awesome. So great story. So when did you start the actual business? You have CT Aerial Photo LLC. When did you form uh, that entity and start, I guess, really start taking the business side of it seriously? Probably about eight months ago, I'd say six months ago, around probably like eight months ago. That's around when I got my part 107. I did some work before that kind of in anticipation, you know, like setting up the website and everything before and just kind of putting it all on hold until I formed the LLC a little bit before I got my 107, but didn't take any jobs. Just kind of like on hold the second I get my part 107, it's go time. That's awesome. Smart building it up beforehand. So you had like the little drone, messed around with it, got a mini SC, could play with it a little bit more. And then you said you got a Mavic Air 2S, which is great great all-around drone. What are the types of jobs that you've been doing with your uh, Air 2S? I guess, what does your company sort of focus on? What jobs do you typically see coming into you? So real estate and commercial real estate through online job networks, that was a super easy way starting off when you know you really don't have a lot of connections yet. Mm-hmm. So websites like Droners.io and Sold by Air and stuff, those where mm-hmm. you can kind of just go on and they'll kind of give you jobs. And it's even when you don't have a big portfolio and stuff, it's easy to get smaller jobs there. So it started off a lot with real estate, commercial real estate. And then it moved on to knowing people who just needed a drone job here and there. Like, oh, hey, could you record my car for me? Or hey, could you record this event at my house? Then joined the Chamber of Commerce, which I would recommend everyone to do. That's an amazing resource. It's almost everywhere has a local chamber. It's like a hundred bucks a year. And the connections you meet there are invaluable for a hundred dollars. It's a steal. So met people there. And I was able to get connections to ski mountains, golf courses. So I was doing, then I started moving towards more um, marketing material for golf courses, ski mountains. Mm-hmm. Now I'm trying to stay in marketing material, which is I like the, yep. uh, more, I like producing videos more than just photos and, you know, actually having a creative aspect to it with video production. Yeah, that's awesome. You're in, you know, you're in Connecticut, so it seems like you have a little bit of a wide range of options there depending on if it's like summer yeah we have some pretty all seasonal events yeah all seasons yeah that's great well i feel like you're doing a lot of the the right things too you know like you're only 18 but you're talking about cold calling joining the chamber of commerce all that stuff it's awesome to hear i feel like a lot of people would be terrified to do any of that so it's cool to see you stepping out and finding success with it let's go talk about your first ever paid job what was that even if it was from like the job networks do you remember kind of what that was and how it went my first ever paid job was actually it wasn't even supposed to be a paid job i remember there was a local also a ski mountain before and just dm'd them on instagram gave them my little pitch and i said i would do this was when i was doing work for free Okay. And I told them I would do entirely free. I was going skiing at that mountain anyways that weekend. And I'm like, let me, would you mind if I brought my drone along and took some pictures and everything? And I went, took pictures and stuff with them. We went back to their office and looked at it. They loved it. They were like, could you stay and keep doing more videos and pictures? And mm. they ended up giving me $100 for the day. Sweet. So you were like, just going to go do it just for a portfolio building thing. And then yeah, ended, up paying and you. ended up getting paid. And that's been a connection I've had now. And hopefully Sweet. returning awesome. this winter. Awesome. Now, do you mind sharing what was your pitch on, on Instagram? What did My you say? Do you pitch, remember? It was for free work. So it's kind of like, I'm going to be there anyways. And I could bring my drone along with me. And there's really 
no risk to you. You know, I'll bring my drone along. I'll give you all the materials. And it's like, I'm just a local young kid. They weren't worried about, um, I just didn't know if you got any like pushback on like, oh, we don't allow drones at our ski resort or, oh, it's liability or anything like that. So I did have a little pushback on the liability, but I got a cheap uh, certificate of insurance online. It was like, it was like $20 for the whole day or a million dollars of liability. And well, I who told was, them, was that like, through like Skywatch or something or or something else similar? Some yeah, I, I literally just Googled drone liability insurance and I think <laughs> I chose the first one. Like I need this quick. I'm going in like two days. So were they like, yeah, we're interested, but you're gonna have to do X, Y, and Z kind of thing? Or what, what did that go? Yeah, because my pitch was kind of uh, there's no risk to you if I come and do this. So then they were mm-hmm. kind of trying to, you know, mitigate all the risks of you need a certificate of insurance. They were stuff. like, well, unless you go run your drone into a person exactly. or like ski lift or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you got some insurance, 20 bucks or so. You got to go out there. Now, were you any good at this point or were you still like practicing? I mean, I don't know, like self-assess because, you know, sometimes people are like, I'm going to do this free work. You can't expect to get paid if you're taking the free work strategy. But if you're like really good, you know, people oftentimes will move you on or, or want to pay you or do things like that. And if you're terrible, they'll be like, okay, thanks for these. And then they'll just stick those in a file they'll never <laughs> use. So some people are just like, I don't know. I've talked to people before and they're early on, but they're like, I don't understand like why I'm not getting jobs. And I look at their stuff. I'm like, well, to be honest, like this, guy, your work kind of stinks at this point. Not to say it won't get good later, but like it just takes kind of reps and getting, getting practice. So where were you at this point? How good did you think you were taking those pictures? Did you think they were really good? Were you proud of them? Were you kind of like, wow, these sucked. I can't believe they paid $100 for these. Back then, I thought they were a lot better. Definitely back then, that was kind of like, wow, this is the best work I've done yet. But now that you move past it, you're like, wow, that really wasn't my best work. Yeah. Well, at least, com- okay, compared to like what you can do now. Yeah. Um, it definitely you like wasn't you were- my best work. But, you know, I was I was satisfied with them. But it had definitely you, wasn't anything impressive. Had you been practicing a lot before then? Or was that kind of like towards the beginning? Like, did you have any portfolio to show them when you reached out to them to be like, hey, here's some of my past stuff that I've done. Can I come take pictures for your skiers? No commercial portfolio. It was before that was entirely my portfolio it was just like, you know, local like bridges and, you know. Okay. But there scenery. was like something for them to look something at to be like, them to you're at, not. Yeah completely yeah. awful or anything okay. yeah yeah because that's one of the things so my friend cody he's also on this podcast his episode i think comes out a little bit before yours so if you guys are listening to this you can go back and listen to cody relic one of his big things is like trading services so he'll be like hey can i come out here and do this i'll swap you a couple nights at your hotel and i'll take videos of your golf course or whatever and it works all the time for him and i'm like how does he get so he got like a free garage door he got a free invisible huh. fence for his dog like all this stuff uh, that's like his go-to. So I'm like, gosh, how does he do all this stuff? And I realized like, well, his page is full of like really good videos and a lot of past mm-hmm. work. So anytime he reaches out on Instagram, they tap it and they can instantly see, oh, this guy's really good. This would be worth it. Whereas, you know, my Instagram is mostly full of like Chick-fil-A. Uh, and so people would be like, uh, what is this guy? You know? So I wasn't sure kind of where you fell in that, in that range. So you got a hundred bucks. I'm sure that pumped you up a little bit. And then what happened from there? Definitely. That was the moment where you kind of see like, wow, I could actually make something out of this and there's actually potential in this. And after that, it's like spent so much time editing that. And after I finished up that job, it was just like, you know, reaching out to everybody I could just kind of like in over my head, like I actually see 
potential in this. I feel like when you start to see, oh, here's how it works. And oh, I could do more of this kind of like fires you up to, to do more. So were you trying to reach out to other mountains at that point? Or who were you trying to call or talk to? I was calling other ski mountains. I was calling local, you know, car shows. I was calling um, any outdoor event I could find. And it was it was hard at first because you realize, you know, most cold calls, you have like a 1% success rate. And I got lucky with that mountain. So then you realize yeah. maybe this isn't so repeatable and you start getting a lot of <laughs> no's and you're like, what's the difference between ski mountain I did and V's? Like it's the same pitch. And you kind of realize there's that 1% like success rate with a cold call. And I just got lucky on the first one. Yeah. Well, then you got to get through 99 more to, you know, find, exactly. yeah. find your next one. Yeah. And it's a lot of times it's maybe just like not the right moment for whatever organization yep. or company. You know what I mean? Maybe if you come back to them a year later or like, they see you still doing stuff, then they're like, oh, you know what? Actually, it would be nice to have this. Or, you know, somebody's boss says, do we have any pictures? We have this event coming up. We need, you know what I mean? And they're going to go, oh, crap. The drone guy called us. Let's call him back, you know? So you, you called around. We're hitting some walls. What was the next kind of job or next good thing that happened after, you know, calling around with not much success? The next one would probably be when I started really doing the online job sites. And okay. I started actually utilizing those and I figured out how to, you know, you could put your portfolio on websites like Droners.io and Sold by Air. And I actually started getting Sold by Air emailing me like, hey, we have this local job. Would you like to go do that? And we're like $100, $150 a piece. And Droners.io just applying to the different jobs on and submitting my bids on jobs and starting to actually get responses on those mostly Sweet. just real estate commercial real estate and were you only doing the aerial footage or were you doing any like ground stuff too for real estate very light ground footage most of it was um just aerial but i would also bring just my dslr along and just snap a couple ground pictures along the perimeter and were these all photos or did you were you doing video stuff too all photos at this point it was they had kind of like set directions like, oh, we want all the cardinal directions and they'd have like a preset just shot list of photos. Gotcha. Man, did you have to edit the photos? Or was no it just editing raw? required. It was just raw photos. You would just take a, a free burst so they could do HDR and you just sent them the raw burst. Damn. So okay. pretty, pretty sweet, that's easy that's deal for, at first. That was for sold by air or for uh, droners.io? Mostly sold by air is what I was doing because they would come to you with just it was $10 a month, I think, to get the priority over other pilots in your area. I paid that and they just start emailing you like, hey, we have this local job, $100, $150. Bucks. You just go. It takes you half an hour to snap all the shot list and just send them for photos. Uh, Droners IO, it depended on the person. You know, some people would yeah. want raw. Some people want you to do editing. So with Sold by Air, I'm familiar with that website, but I don't know about like how the process works. Are they a marketing company themselves where they are like producing all the photos and videos and handing it that to like the real estate agent or broker? Or are they just kind of like a marketplace directly connecting you to those agents and marketing companies? They're kind of a middleman scenario. So like real estate agents and brokers will go to them asking for a photo shoot and they have mm -hmm. a direct contract with a real estate agent. And then they'll kind of send it out. One of their pilots, pilot sends back the raw photos, they edit it and they deliver it. Okay. So, so they are acting almost like a marketing yeah. agency and themselves. Yeah. So they're, they're doing all the edits and stuff internally yeah. and then they're turning it over to the agents. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. I was, yeah, I knew that you could get jobs through them. I've never done a job through them, but I, I had seen their website. So I was interested.
um, that's interesting. That's cool. So you did that for a little while. How much money did you make going through droners and sold by air? I was probably, maybe I was taking up maybe like two, three jobs a month just on the weekends, uh, okay. still in, still in school. So just on mm -hmm. the weekends, I would take up a job or two as they were available. So I was probably getting like two to 400 a month okay. for a couple months. So you're doing that, getting some good practice, some good portfolio building stuff. What happened, you know, from there? Like, did you start, sounds like you started kind of doing your own networking and branch now get your own clients when did that tell us about that kind of transition i was definitely closer to the beginning of the summer kind of like june july that's when i started you know i'm out of school i have a lot more free time i actually am seeing i'm getting steady little passive income from this and that's around when i stopped working a restaurant job and i'm like i want to really pursue this okay uh, put all my time into this i started um doing more networking. I already have some connections just from passively attending Chamber of Commerce meetings. I was able to start getting Ultimate Frisbee games, recording Ultimate Frisbee games the whole time cool. for the league. They'd be like two hours long maybe. So you're starting to get like the money that I would have gotten a whole month before from just mm. doing little real estate jobs in just one job. Yeah. Uh, and it was great connection at a local golf course and country club which has been my biggest one recently. And that's what actually pushed me over the 1K mark in a month. Nice. Um, when I had... Congrats. Thank you. That's when my connection with them, they had... um, I got a FPV drone, a DJI Avada. Okay. So I, it started off where I was just going to fly over some holes for them. And then I offered, you know, I got this Avada recently. You know, I have some great ideas of stuff we could do. And then that turned into they took me up on it and they, you know, it's great to have find that first person who really trusts in your work and lets you do some new experimentation and flying through like their new pavilions and their pro shop and stuff. And oh, that's cool. Started doing a lot of work for them. They were very happy with it, asking me to come back and do more work for them. So that's really cool. what once you start making your own connections, that's what pushes you to the next level from just online jobs. Yeah. When I talk to people and explain it too, it's like the value that comes in business, right? It's kind of like you think about it, it's like this circle, right? Where there's all these different pieces of business that create value, like doing the work or like capturing the data, if you will. So that's like flying. There's only like one sliver, you know, because then after you capture whatever that is, right? If you're getting video or photos or you're doing mapping stuff, you got to process it or you have to edit it, turn it into something useful. So that's like another pretty good chunk. But then there's all like the, somebody either your time or you got to pay somebody else to do billing and you know back office stuff and then somebody's got to go out there you either got to pay someone to do business development or you have to spend the time and money to go to chamber of commerce events or meet people you know mm -hmm. what i mean so that everything is either time or money in each one of these slots and so when <laughs> pilots complain sometimes about like well that's such i'm, I'm only getting paid you know, $100 to go do this one thing. I'm like, well, yeah, you're doing like one little piece of the pie. Like you didn't find the client. You didn't build the website that brought them in. You're not editing the photos. You're like not doing any of the other things. Like if you want to make money, you got to figure out how to like do the whole wheel, you know? And so um sounds like, yeah, when you picked up on like, oh, if I just get these clients myself, I can make a lot more money. Exactly, so. yeah. They cut out the middleman and just build those lasting connections too, because that's also how you get repeat work and that's how you start getting referrals to other people. Yeah. So you did work for these go golf course, 
And what was the other one you mentioned? Like use a golf club and ultimate Frisbee. Oh yeah. Right, so, ultimate Frisbee. yeah. so did those two lead to other referrals for other things or you just were speaking in like in general? That was just a speaking in general. Those were my more, I just recently crossed probably like a oh, month okay. or two ago that big mark with them. So now hopefully it is going to lead to yeah. more. Actually the um, golf one did lead to a referral. The local golf course is owned by an agency that manages golf courses throughout the entire northeast and the um Ooh. director of the northeast agency was he loved the work i provided for them and so hasn't led to anything yet but he what is yeah. he's interested we're setting up a meeting to talk about potentially doing the rest of his golf courses sweet that's awesome so that potential referral definitely got referred hopefully it leads to work yeah yeah that's great man at the very least you have a lead now where you can follow that's up with them every right. once in a while and just check in um so is your, is that video that you did of the Avada, the FPV, is that like online anywhere? Did they use that? Or uh, I just wondering if people can see that, if we can link it up for them. Um, I have it. It's, I haven't checked their website if it was uh, linked up yet. They have a whole process with their web development. They were going back and forth with me about uh, video. You know, we have a 500 megabyte limit. So then I would have to, you know, compress it and then send it back. Oh, they've got a 500 megabyte limit? 500 megabyte limit on their website and the video was like two gigs so that <laughs> took you're took like well, you time want it to look to good keep yeah. it keep it web optimized and looking good so i think yeah. finally they have it sorted out and they'll um post it on their website i could definitely send that to you later i have that's yeah. one thing i have to keep up i don't keep up my social medias in my portfolio enough anymore yeah, you got to throw it on there, man. I know. Um, I definitely, I haven't updated my Instagram in so long. It's kind of, you know, you do a job and then the next one you forget to along the way, keep posting on your Instagram and your LinkedIn and yeah. stuff. We can go back through and every once in a while and kind of. Yeah, that's why I have a whole dump of content that I have to update onto my Instagram. If you go on to Meta, if you have a business account on Meta, yeah, I do. it allows you to, you can, so you don't dump it all in there at the same time. You can just sit down. You can schedule it out because if you can, you can schedule Instagram Instagram stuff, but you have oh, to really? do it through the Facebook platform. Yeah, I've um, never used that tool before. Well, That's... I'm only telling you this because I recently discovered the same thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a definitely a great tool. Yeah, social media a, person can... was like, "Oh yeah, I can schedule out the YouTube stuff, but I can't. I have to go in every day and like post the Instagram." I'm like, I feel like there's a way. So, anyways, we found it. You can say. I want this to go wow. on Meta and Instagram or just one or the other, but you can do reels, you can do photos, video, wow. whatever. Yeah. Um, put your caption in there, all that. So you can schedule out as far as you want. So, so that way you sit down, you know, you got your dump of stuff. You can chop it up and maybe have something go out every day for two weeks or something. Well, I'll have to, I'll definitely have to go on and do that and just schedule it out yeah. for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you should. What was the month that you crossed the one uh, K mark? You said that was this summer. Uh, yeah. July, I believe. Okay. Across the 1K and, mark. Awesome. And then what's your uh, what's your plan for the, the future? Because it sounds like most of your work has come from you kind of being proactive and reaching out and Definitely. making connections and stuff. Um, have you seen or like from your website or do you use uh, like Google business at all or any of that stuff uh, to get leads coming into you? I have a Google business set up. I need to work on it a little more and hopefully SEO my website a little more to get more leads. No leads coming in from Google business or anything. Okay, Dude, I'm telling you, you should, you should you put a little bit of time into that. It'll pay off. I've seen so many people where they, they get that Google business, like throw some good photos, like a couple portfolio photos or videos up there and then ask some of those, um, clients to leave you a review on your Google business specifically. Cause if you get some reviews, it bumps you up. 
in the search results. The top when so if anybody's like, drone near me. yeah, if anybody cheers like Connecticut drone, dude, like they'll always prioritize their thing. So you can go in there and you can like say, get review link. And then you can text it to them and say, you know, Hey, would you mind, you know, I'm working on my, my Google profile. I'd love it. If you could just leave me like a one sentence review real quick, you know, make it easy for them. I did it for somebody the other day. You just click on it. Just like opens it right up. You can just type it in, hit five stars, hit, you know, submit. It's real easy. You can make it easy. I'll definitely have to put some time into that. Yeah. I kind of forgot my Google business existed to be honest with you. And I know, well, people, it's like an easy thing to overlook and it seems really simple. You're like, ah, I don't know how much of a difference is going to make. I'm telling you, I've, Really? Do, do it and come back to me in six months and, <laughs> and, and tell me if that works. I not. will. I'll, I'll go update my portfolio on it and everything. And I'll, you know, send out uh, my previous clients just if they wouldn't mind. I can't tell you how many people will just tell me, oh, yeah, they found me through the, you know, Google business profile. Tons of them. Even people who are like newer. There are so many drone businesses. People set them up, but they just kind of gone inactive or they just don't respond. If you look alive and that you can do stuff and you actually answer an email or a phone call or whatever, it's surprising. But for a project I was working on, I had to reach out to like several drone service businesses and I reached out to like three or four. I got responses from zero. So to finish that, I had to call my buddy who I knew had a drone service business. And he's like, oh yeah, I can tell you that. Info. Um, but there's just so many people that just won't even answer an email. I was trying to get a quote for something. So I mean, yeah, you forget too. the first place people look for stuff is Google. You know, someone yeah. wants a drone pilot. That's for anything. Your first stop is always just Google it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So tell us what you're thinking for the future. I mean, it seems like a relatively new venture for you, given that you just started ramping up in the last few months. Do you have more school to do? Or are you done with school? What's the future looking like for you? I do online classes for web development. Pro I like everything technology. So I'm just programming classes online so a lot of free time so it's kind of hoping snowball keeps rolling and keeps growing and more you know referrals start coming in but you still you know you still have to be proactive so you know still cold calling and emailing and instagram dms and meeting people at chamber of commerce is what started getting me clients so if that's working keep doing that love it so is your goal to kind of just focus on this business and build it big and like a full-time thing or are you hoping to kind of just use it continue to kind of see it as a side thing and build a career into something else. I mean, that'd be the dream if this could turn into full time, that'd be the dream. And hopefully it does. Yeah. Okay, sweet. It's awesome, man. You know, if there's anybody out there that's listening, you think you can do something for Blake, you know, hit him up. He's a good dude. If you were going to give some wisdom before we go, I'll say this. If you were going to give some wisdom to somebody else who is just getting into this, you know, who's just a little bit behind you when you're trying to help them shortcut some time, what would you one or two things you would tell them. You can't be discouraged. You have to stick with that. Not everyone's looking for the service you're offering. And just because you're getting no's doesn't mean it's a reflection on you or your business always. It's just some people aren't interested or not interested at the moment. And it's just you have to keep making the cold calls. You have to keep making the emails. You have to think if there's half a percent of people that would say yes to my service. That just means I have to call 200 people to get one. Mm -hmm. Yes. If, and it's just, you know, it's statistics. You have to keep making those cold calls. You get more comfortable as time goes on. People are, you know, it's hard starting off to pick up the phone and, you know, the first couple calls you stutter when you start talking and you <laughs> hang it up embarrassed. You're like, I already ruined the pitch and you hang up and it's, you know, you have to, have you hung up on yourself before? Like you're pitching and you're just like, oh, I'm butchering this and you just hang up. I've done it once starting <laughs> off just like, you know, 
it's hard it's starting awesome. it's hard starting off it's just it only gets easier you know you really yeah. you really refine your pitch and as time goes on you realize people lose interest at this point you figure out how to get that past that point and you just keep learning how to keep them until you close the deal and you know eventually you get it down and it becomes just uh you know how to close the deal start to finish so let's pretend real quick so people can hear what it's like since you know you've been doing this probably more than other people pretend i'm a ski resort like i'm like a you know ski mountain with some trails and you're cold calling me um you know dave's mountain resort right you know and you're gonna call me you're gonna cold call me to get uh see if you can do All some right. drone work what's that sound like so. All right, so initially just calling them, you know, you don't hit the number at the beginning. So, you know, I, I call, I pick up and you answer as like, hello. And I'm like, hello. Hello, this is Dave Ski Resort. And I say, hey, I don't know if this is the proper contact to talk to, but I was inquiring about a uh, partnership. I was wondering if you could point me in the right direction. And typically, okay, and you know. Right off the bat, it's never the right person. It's some front desk. So normally I get an email or a call back. You know, I keep it yeah. very, very vague at first about what it is because I don't like to start off with the drone photographer. Like I'm calling about drone photography or videography because sometimes they just think straight off the bat that's not something I'm interested in. So I just right. leave it general as a partnership. Yep. And that always gets a call back or an email with a phone number of the proper contact because they're interested in about what is this partnership. Yep. And eventually I'll call them. I'll say, oh, hello, this is Blake Score. I spoke to you, our, your front desk about a partnership a week ago. And I said, I was looking at your website, Instagram. I noticed you didn't really have any aerial photos or videos or your videos were outdated. And I try to reference specific things on there. Okay. I do back research into them and i see like oh they have this great lake and they have no marketing materials of this lake um mm -hmm. and i'll say i noticed you have this amazing lake but i couldn't find any of marketing materials for it online i was going to be in the area uh next week and i'd love to come down with my drone and provide you with some materials i think you know showing this off would really bring in more clients and stuff and i tell them i try to find that one area that they're lacking and i could really highlight something relevant to their business nice that's smart and i'm telling you like i get cold called i receive cold calls a lot in cold emails and i can't tell you how many of them are just like you know there's zero research there's zero looking exactly. at anything it's just a, a just a blast of hey you know let me do this xyz and i'm like a lot of times they'll be like hey let me help you you know with your uh component manufacturing i'm like did you even look at my website like i don't manufacture anything you know so the fact that you actually give them something specific like oh hey i saw this you know and you're complimenting him too right like oh you have this great link you know they're like oh yeah great i'm listening to your pitch i'm like shoot i'd I'd hire you to do that stuff <laughs> now i think that's smart so kind of doing research being being specific now how do people typically respond to that are they just like oh no we're not interested do they just give you a cold shoulder right away or will they usually hear you out or how does it normally go Typical response would be hearing it out completely and saying, you know, we'll be in touch. And a lot of times they're never in touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the soft letdown. Oh, it's no, the yeah, I'll soft, call you back. It's the soft, it's a soft letdown. Definitely. Then, you know, sometimes people do, you know, I always try to follow up with people after two, after the soft letdown, like, you know, hey, there's great weather this upcoming week or something. I'm going to be around the area anyways or something. Yeah. And try yeah. to follow up. I like it. Keep up the good work, man. Uh, and I think you have great advice about, you know, doing it, not getting discouraged. I think people need to understand, like you seem to understand, like no matter what business you're going to start, 
there just are no businesses where it's just like guaranteed to be easy. You know, Definitely. like my sister called me, or I was talking to my sister today. She's like, Oh, David, I've seen something online about this like Airbnb arbitrage business where you don't even have to own the properties. Like, do you know about that? I'm like, yeah, I have like a small rental and people try to call us about doing that all the time, which I'm not opposed to it. Right. Um, I don't think it's like a bad idea, but you know, everybody tries to make things sound real easy when they're advertising stuff, you know, like, Oh, you just, I was making 10 grand in a month doing this. And it's like, yeah, you probably had to work a lot to, to get that to, get to that you know? point. Like, doesn't matter what business you're in. It's work to figure it out. Cause if there's a really good business and a really easy way to make money, people figure that out real quick. And that opportunity uh, dries up. So it always gets hard no matter, no matter what it is. So if you're just willing to put in work like you're doing, like anybody else does successful business, like it'll, it'll work. There's so many things that will work. It's just people quit early on, you know, definitely they get discouraged and they don't, they don't stick with it through the hard part. Yeah. It only gets easier. Yeah. You read the book, the dip by Seth Godin. I have not. It's about kind of like every, every business and most of things that are worth pursuing the long run. It's like you always start off that down to read. Yeah, I think it's a pretty short book. I think the audiobook's only like an hour or two long. Um, but like I resonate with it so much. It's like when you make your initial plans of starting out, you get really excited about like the future prospects of, oh, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to get paid to fly my drone. This is exciting. So your brain's like all jacked up like, yeah, we're going to make money. Or we're going to do this thing, right? And you get like initial excitement. And then you you get into it and you realize, oh, I'm getting no's. Or, oh, actually, I realize editing video is time consuming or like, you know, arbitrage with real estate. Oh, I called 40 landlords and they all said no to me leasing their place to do Airbnb or whatever. That's when you start to go into the dip. And that's when you have to decide like, is this opportunity worth pushing through this dip for the long-term gains of sticking through with it? Or should I quit this now? Like, is this not worth it? Because he does make the point, like some things are just truly not worth a bad it. idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but if you kind of believe in the long run, then it's worth it to push through that dip. And then that's kind of like on the other side, it's more like stable and growth and mm-hmm. some of that stuff. So, um, so whenever you look at that book, yeah, it just kind of helps to remember if you're having a sucky day, be like, this is just part of the dip. You know what I mean? This is normal. It's just got to push through. This is where most people quit. That's definitely so, good. That's, that's an important mentality to have and just keep pushing. Yeah, cool, man. Well, Blake, thanks for coming on. Where can people find more about you and see this Instagram that you've promised me you're going to update? <laughs> Absolutely. My Instagram is ct.arial.photo and my website is ctarialphoto.com. We'll link that up. If you guys want to um, say hey to Blake, hit him up, tell him you heard him on the podcast. But I really appreciate you coming on, Blake. Hopefully we, we can get you on in a future season uh, and you can tell us about uh, all the awesome stuff you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to have me on.